0: Good morning, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, with so many college graduates being strangled by student loan debt, it's no surprise more families have made saving for education a priority, but a new study finds many could be doing so much more effectively than they currently are. We'll take a closer look. Also this morning, are your kids following the rules of the road? We have details on the Findlay Police Department's annual bicycle rodeo. It's almost time to boogie on the block. It's the kickoff to the summer outdoor event season with the Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. And with another month in the books, Google Trends experts look back on the people, places, and things that most captured our attention in the month of May. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Thursday, June 1st, 2023. Among the first things you need to know this morning, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day, new study, the folks at Wallet Hub. And I love their studies because they they really go in depth in putting together uh, these studies, these surveys, these lists. And you know how I love lists anyway, you know, because the thing I love about lists, you know, when you rank whatever you know, all these kinds of things they give our crazy life some semblance of order some semblance of order in the chaos you know so the folks at wallet hub are out with a, a new study and um <laughs> the best and worst cities to raise a family uh they use criteria such as family fun opportunities uh things that families can do together uh the number of uh, of things in a city that Uh, families can do together, health and safety, affordability, and socioeconomics. And then there are uh, plenty of uh, metrics under those broad categories that they take into account. The list was composed of the 182 most populated cities in the country. And the worst place, number 182 on their list of 182 places to raise a family, Cleveland. (laughs) It's absolutely the worst city to raise a family. Um, Cleveland's last place was due to separation and divorce rates, number of broken families, the percentage of families living in poverty, violent crime rate per capita, and median family salary. So Cleveland number 182 on the list. And in case you're wondering, number one... The opera's at end of the spectrum. Fremont, California, the best city to raise a family. So, uh, get out of Cleveland, head to Fremont, California, That's according to uh, WalletHub. So, I want to make sure you're aware of that, just in just in case you were uh, thinking of moving to Cleveland, or you're <laughs> trying to decide between free, uh, Cleveland and Fremont, California. There's definitely uh, uh, one is better than the other, that's uh, that's for sure. Uh, let's see, what else is going on in the uh, world? Boy, this um, created a huge buzz yesterday. This is all over my social media feed, whether it was Facebook, Twitter. Um, I logged on, and uh, this is seemed to be all anyone was talking about, because it was, you know, the algorithms put this right at the top of my news feed. Your mileage may vary, of course, but apparently... The L.A. Dodgers today, June 1st, the beginning of Pride Month, right? So however you feel about that, it's uh, the beginning of Pride Month. And the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers created a bit of a stir, to say the least, by uh, hosting, uh, let's see here, Uh, they uh, announced a plan to host the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence for their Pride Night event on June 16th. They announced they were going to host the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Now, this is a charitable nonprofit whose members often appear in outrageous drag costumes and they parody the Catholic Church. And uh, some uh, rather large contingent of Catholics in the L.A. area uh, are very much opposed to the Dodgers hosting this uh, organization. Well, now, uh, the Dodgers and pitcher Clayton Kershaw have announced that the team will celebrate Christian Faith and Family Day at Dodger Stadium on July 30th. That event has been held in previous seasons, but according to the LA Times, the date of the Christian Faith and Family Day... Uh, was moved up at Mr. Kershaw's urging in response to the whole flap over Pride Night. Uh, Clayton Kershaw told the Times he simply doesn't approve of anyone making fun of other people's religions. So he urged the team to uh, to move that up, and they, they have. So I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. You know, the other thing that June brings is the beginning of wedding season. Now, historically, June the month of weddings right in generations past everyone to get uh married in june there's to have the june wedding was sort of the thing not so much anymore it seems like autumn weddings are uh, very much gaining in popularity but uh historically speaking uh conventional uh, the conventional uh, uh tradition is uh, for june weddings But in any event, wedding season in full swing now, and uh, I did not know this. Thank goodness for TikTok, because I did not know this, but apparently there is more to wedding attire etiquette for women than just not wearing white. So if you've got a wedding to go to, uh, ladies... Uh, in case you didn't know this, obviously you're not supposed to wear white because white is reserved for the bride, right? So you don't wear white to a wedding. But white is not the only color that should be avoided. Uh, Apparently, in addition to that, red dresses should also be avoided when attending weddings. So ladies, no white, but no red either. And apparently the reason behind red being an off-color or an off-limit color uh, off-limits color it comes from an old wives tale that says wearing red signals that you have hooked up with the groom wow how about that so uh don't uh wear red wedding i did not know that that's why i'm here though to let you know these things because it's very important you gotta know by the way uh speaking of weddings i thought this was kind of interesting on the uh, newswire a story out of the new york times uh the bachelorette party is uh, becoming something very different than it used to be in years past. I mean, typically you think of the bachelorette party like the bachelor party, but for ladies, one last hurrah before getting hitched. But some brides are ditching the debauchery, you know, the last night of unbridled fun, for something more relaxing. Uh, This is the latest wedding trend, Uh, The uh, Times spoke with uh, one lady who basically didn't do a bachelorette party. She just had a me day where she went to the spa. She just relaxed uh, before tying the knot in Hawaii. She spent actually five days in pampered bliss. She said, I was having a destination wedding and I didn't want to put any more cost on my girlfriends with a bachelorette party to boot. So I just took a week, had massages and facials every single day, went on hikes, played a little pickleball. (laughs) So her solo bachelorette celebration is basically just a week of me days, I guess, became a a viral sensation on TikTok. And uh, apparently this is, is something that kind of gained traction during the pandemic when people couldn't gather. And has now continued to pick up speed post-pandemic. So she says uh, no regrets in not having a uh, bachelorette party. Maybe that'll be a thing of the past. I don't know. Uh, Let's see. And a couple of other uh, items here. Among the first things that you need to know this morning. The most interesting and buzzworthy uh, stories of the day. Now we're getting into outdoor season. One of the most popular hiking apps is now making 27,000 trail maps available for download for free to try and increase hiker safety. Now, a lot of hikers have probably had this. If you are an avid hiker, uh, you most likely at some point have experienced this situation where you're out on the trail, you find that you have become disoriented or you've become lost, you pull out your smartphone only to find there's no reception. Last year, it says here, search and rescue missions were up thirty-two percent across the US, mainly due to hikers being inadequately prepared. So this uh the company behind the uh, hiking app Hiker, H I I K E R Hiker, uh hiker with two eyes, um has released all its trail maps for download. These are things you download. Obviously, if you don't have cell service, then smartphone online smartphone apps aren't going to do you much good. So these are downloadable trail maps. Seven or twenty-seven thousand trail maps. They can be downloaded uh, so that uh, you have a database on your device so that you're prepared in case you get lost. Uh, and the uh, app has released all the trail maps in its database for download free of charge. Um, you can download them directly to your smartphone or as a file for your smartwatch. Uh, however you prefer. So, kind of I like that. And, uh... Well, I have one other here, but I... I you know what? I'm going to skip that. That's really not a whole lot of... Um... It's kind of a negative story. I don't want to be a negative Nelly this morning. Start the day on a positive note. There you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Thursday morning started.
1: WFIN News. I'm Matt Demchak. Your WTOL 11 weather. Plenty of sunshine expected again today with a high reaching the upper 80s to around 90. Just a few clouds tonight, a low around 60. Finley's Riverside Pool is open for the season. We spoke with aquatics director Katie Nielsen.
2: It's been really good weather for the pool opening, especially with these next few days that it's going to be in the 90s. It's a good time to come on out to the pool. Hours are Monday through Friday from 1 to 7. Weekends are 12 to 6.
1: Riverside Pool is operated by the Finley Family YMCA in partnership with the City of Finley. Get more of our conversation with Katie about the pool opening for the season with this story on our website. There were several fatal crashes on Ohio roadways over the Memorial Day weekend.
3: The Ohio State Highway Patrol reports 22 crashes and unfortunately 23 deaths. State troopers actually made close to 20,000 traffic stops, including nearly 400 impaired driving arrests and more than 200 drug arrests. I'm Laura Queso.
1: The Finley Police Department's 8th Annual Bicycle Rodeo is coming up this weekend. Police Officer Brian White says the event is for kids 4 to 12 years of age. This year's
4: event will host a series of different bike courses and educational activities. We'll also be giving away free bicycle helmets, bicycle licenses. There'll be a bicycle helmet and bike decorating station, as well as safety lessons, bicycle inspections, agility and road courses.
1: The Bicycle Rodeo will be held Saturday morning from 9 to 11 in the parking lot of the Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. Get more of our conversation with Officer White about the event with this story on our website. The top golfers in the world are in the Columbus suburb of Dublin for the Memorial Tournament that starts today, including an Aussie who lives in the area.
0: Westerville resident Jason Day, he's been playing
5: well of late. He's happy to be home and hoping for a big week. Considering that I I am a local here and uh, this is, you know, my home course, so... But it's always difficult to play here because, you know, obviously the the weeks that we have it here, typically it's firmer and faster and and a lot quicker than what you typically play during the year. I'm Dom Tiberi.
1: Remember, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Matt Demchek for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM.
0: Of course, it's graduation season, and if your kids are maybe not to that age yet, you might think, well, hey, this doesn't apply to me, but oh, yes, it does. A new study from financial services firm Edward Jones found that people plan to contribute more to saving for education expenses than they have previously, but fewer are actually aware of what is arguably the best vehicle to do so. Uh, Steve Ruchoff is principal of Edward Jones. So, Steve, it's interesting the fact that Americans are prioritizing saving for college in this economy. And from the survey, uh, how they say they are doing that. What jumped out at you here?
5: Well, hi, Chris. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be with you. And, and you're, you're right on. So this is the 12th survey we've done at Edward Jones, uh, 12th annual survey on education savings and 529 plan awareness and saving for child's education costs is still a top five financial priority for Americans. However, two out of three Americans can't cor- correctly identify a 529 plan as a vehicle for education savings. In fact, that awareness has gone down. It's at its lowest level in four years. Hmm. And that's really a shame, Chris. Folks are leaving money on the table because they're missing out on helpful benefits of these plans like tax savings and flexibility. That can make every dollar saved go farther.
0: So uh, clearly from the survey, many people are unfamiliar with all of this. So what would you say, how do you explain to individuals the the basics about the features of 529 education plans?
5: A 529 plan is a savings plan. It's a savings vehicle. And and I think a lot of people are familiar with these for retirement, Uh, 401k plans, IRAs, Roth IRAs. Those are savings plans for retirement that have certain tax benefits. And a 529 plan is similar. It has certain tax benefits, but the proceeds of the plan are used specifically for education costs. Uh, So the way the plan works is uh, contributions, deposits go into the plan, they're invested, those investment earnings are tax deferred and, and potentially free of federal income tax if used for certain qualifying education costs.
0: Now, one of the interesting things in the survey, many people uh, say they lack confidence in how much they are currently saving for education. Is the 529 plan
5: automatically the answer? Well, I wouldn't say it's automatically the answer. I mean, I would say the best piece of advice I could give to folks listening is to work with a financial professional, work with a financial advisor, uh, like one of the 19,000 plus that we have at Edward Jones across North America. They can help educate, they can advise on trade-offs such as saving for education versus saving for your own retirement. If a 529 plan is right for you, they can help set that up uh, so that's a great place to get started. And if folks want to learn more, they can go to edwardjones.com.
0: Well, that actually was kind of what I was going to ask next. What is the best way for individuals to explore some of those different savings options? And what are some of the factors that they may want to keep in mind in deciding what to put where and, and how exactly to structure a, a, an education savings plan?
5: Yeah, Chris, if they get, you know, professional help, they'll have conversations like, you know, how many children are you saving for? Obviously, are they going to a community college or a four-year education or 12 years of medical school? Uh, Where kind of are you thinking about going to school, state college versus Ivy League? Uh, But, you know, the beauty of a 529 plan, so all those things are a factor, but Mm -hmm. 529 plans could be used not just for tuition, but for books, room and board. Uh, even K-12 through 12 education, uh, trade schools. So there's a lot of flexibility inherent in 529 plans. I would say more flexibility than we've ever seen. And so it really is a good solution for many savers.
0: That is certainly a, a good point because, again, especially if we're talking with people whose children are years and years away from having to make those decisions about their higher education, There's no way of knowing whether we're going to be talking about a four-year university or a community college or medical school or just a trade school, whatever it might happen to be. So having that flexibility is certainly one of the keys.
5: That's right. And that could be a barrier for folks getting started or knowing how much to save in a 529 plan. Uh, But there's even better news. So last year, the Secure 2.0 Act passed, uh, which changed. which had a provision in it which allowed unused 529 plan assets. To be rolled over to a Roth IRA uh, for that beneficiary. Mm. Now there's certain conditions and limits applied, but up to 35,000 of unused 529 assets could be rolled over to a Roth IRA. So that's just one more barrier that's removed that I think will get uh, more folks interested in potentially leveraging a 529 plan for saving for education costs.
0: And again, as we were alluding to earlier, the further your kids are from the point of thinking about college, the better the time it is for you to be thinking about paying for college.
5: Absolutely right. So You got to get that power of compound interest on your side. So it's never really too early to start if that's something that's the goal for you.
0: So uh, as folks are hearing us talk uh, uh, about this, and as folks are hearing all of these stories about graduation, hopefully that will be a call to action for parents of kindergartners everywhere. Uh, where, where do we go and uh, get more information? I'm assuming you have a lot of resources that can help uh, folks maybe not with the specifics necessarily but at least with some basic information to get them started in thinking about this
5: yeah we have you know we have educational material we've got a way to find it connect with a financial advisor near you if that's something that you're interested in so the best thing folks can do is go to edwardjones.com that's edwardjonesoneword.com to learn more
0: steve rushoff again the principal at edward jones steve thanks very much for taking the time we appreciate it
5: thank you chris great to be with you
0: So we're into uh, summer season now, and uh, with the kids out of school, or uh, in some cases will be out of school very shortly, they're going to be out riding around the neighborhood with their friends and doing all those things that kids do in the summertime. You want to make sure that they are following the rules of the road, and that's the idea behind the finley police department's annual bicycle rodeo eighth annual and uh, crime prevention officer brian white is with us uh, once again this morning from the fpd thanks very much for dropping by we good morning it. chris
4: thanks for having me so
0: uh this is happening on saturday uh first of all give uh, give us all of the uh, details
4: here yeah sure uh so our bicycle rodeo is not your traditional what you think of rodeo we're not going to be out there with lassos <laughs> and lassoing uh, buckets or anything right. it is basically all about obstacle courses uh learning how to maneuver the bicycle Mm -hmm. learning the rules of the road like you mentioned right as well as making sure that kids are outfitted with all the necessary gear like Mm -hmm. helmets yeah so we're gonna have a bunch of different stations going on a bunch of different activities Uh, kids will have a chance to kind of practice a lot of the stuff that they learn as well as bicycle decorating stations so if they want to spruce up their bike a little bit very cool or even the helmets helmets can be a little bland sometimes Mm -hmm. so we have a decorating station for those to kind of uh kind of give that personal touch to him
0: yeah uh i i think a key part of that uh, that that really should not uh that we that we should underscore is the is the safety aspect obviously with the with the uh helmets going to be giving uh, helmets to those who don't have them. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, And also uh, the bicycle inspections, making sure that the brakes work and, you know, everything is...
4: Absolutely. Yeah. We have several different area organizations pairing up with us. Yeah. Hancock Public Health is issuing the helmets. Um, We have the City Mission, who they run their own bike program as well. They're Mm -hmm. actually coming out to help us tune up the bicycles. Yeah. So making sure that they have air, all the basic stuff. I mean, if it it requires major maintenance, uh, we can't really take care of that there, but... Mm -hmm. Making sure that it's just ready to go for the course itself.
0: Yeah. Uh, Because the last thing you want to do is to, you know, have a bike that breaks down. it's like having a car break down on the side of the road. It can be just as uh, problematic for a kid.
4: Absolutely. Uh, When I go into the classrooms towards the end of school, we always cover bicycle safety as kind of one of our last topics. And this is one of those events to kind of reinforce a lot of the stuff that they have learned. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things we talk about is how frustrating it can be for your chain to keep hopping off your bicycle you're out sure. for a ride
0: yeah absolutely When we talk about the uh, rules of the road i mean the the bottom line is that most if not all of the uh, rules of the road that apply to drivers also apply to bike uh, bike riders
4: yeah, absolutely absolutely for instance one of the things we talk about stop signs and we come up to a stop sign well you have to stop mm-hmm. kids know that one then we get to the the stop light what do you do when you come up to the yellow light <laughs> Yeah. So uh, honestly, a lot of the kids say, hey, you stop because you know it's going to turn red. Stuff so being up. I tell them, good job on that one. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of the same rules riding on the right side of the road mm-hmm. using your quote unquote turn signals, right? Hand signals. Yeah. So we are, teach that as well.
0: Are those, because uh, one of the things I was going to ask, what are the, uh, are, are there, when you bring up those rules of the road, mm-hmm. are there ones that like jump out and, and kids are like, oh, gee, I didn't know that?
4: Oh, sure, sure. There, there's a lot of those. For instance, mm-hmm. what side of the road to be on, mm-hmm. uh, lights. Because so. you
0: walk on the other side, yep. and you yep. ride with traffic.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. It gets a little bit confusing. Um, as well as one, lights. You must have lights on your bicycle at night if your bike's going to be in the roadway, a yeah. front light and a tail light.
0: And uh, speaking of riding in the road, and I know we've had this conversation before, when you and I grew, grew up, uh, the advice was don't ride in the street, ride on the sidewalk, and Absolutely. that's changed.
4: Well, it, it has, but it hasn't. I still tell kids that the, the safest place to be is not in the roadway, Yeah, right? I mean, if you can be up on the sidewalk, that's fine. Downtown is a little bit different because all the people right. you can't that's why we can't have the bike lanes to help mm-hmm. out with that yeah uh but if if you're a little kid we, we really don't want you in the roadway because that's where the okay. danger is yeah um but by law a bicycle is permitted to be in the roadway. yeah
0: um and I, again going back to the safety aspect of it the uh, helmets you're handing out the uh, the helmets making sure that the helmets are the right size and they're always worn
4: absolutely yeah when you look at statistics 85 percent of uh, injuries uh, related to bicycle crashes can be prevented with use of a helmet so that is one of the really big things that we reinforce and also to go along with that one of the things that we do in the summertime is issue uh, tickets to those that we catch wearing helmets throughout the city uh, and those tickets are not your traditional ticket that you have to yet pay a fine. Right. Right. We actually uh, pair up with Dietz's ice cream, and they give us uh, ice cream tickets to hand out to kids.
0: Uh, the the other thing with respect to that, again, as it relates to driving, because for uh, for us adults, this is kind of how we uh, relate to this. Uh, But I know the statistic, and many people have heard this, that many, uh, if not most, traffic accidents happen within just a few miles of home. Correct. Same thing with uh, with bicycles? Same Uh, thing.
4: And that's just because of law of averages, you spend a lot of time mm-hmm. closer to home. So that's where you're doing most of your riding, right. most of your driving. So but just, that's
0: one of those things that if you're uh, just out for a quick ride around the block, you may not think not to put on your about. helmet because, oh, I'm not going very far. But statistically, you're actually probably at more risk.
4: Yeah, Absolutely. And that's why I would encourage parents, wear your helmet as well. I know mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of times we don't think about wearing helmets, messes right. up our hair, those kinds of things. And but, it's but the we, way we grew up. Absolutely.
0: when you and I were kids, it was not as big of a, a yeah. thing.
4: No one really thought of helmets, yeah. but more traffic on the roadways, bigger vehicles, faster speeds—there's right. just a lot of kind of factors that go into it, and really wearing the helmets kind of the best thing. So, uh, and
0: then also as part of the uh, event, the bicycle rodeo on uh, Saturday. Uh, bicycle licenses.
4: Absolutely. That's something that we issue as well. So it used to be that uh, you're required to have a bicycle license. That's no longer the case. Uh, Now, those can be purchased through the city of Finley for a dollar. It's more to cover materials. But at this event, we issue bicycle licenses for free. Now, someone might ask, why do I need a bicycle license? Well, it's more for returning your bike in the event it's stolen. Mm -hmm. As part of our Bikes, Books, and Badges program, we kind of give away bicycles that we recover in the community Mm -hmm. after a long period of time. Most of these bicycles have been stolen and are abandoned, and we just have no way of getting the bike back to the person because we have to know the serial number. Right. And most people don't really record the serial number. Sure. So with the license, that's one of the things that we do. Make, it. model model the bicycle as well as the serial number, address, phone number, all that necessary stuff. That way, when we recover a bicycle, it's on there we now have a way to get that bike back
0: so a lot of things going on this is all part of the uh, bicycle radio that's happening this saturday and uh cramming all of this into just a couple of hours
4: yeah yeah so we're doing it uh nine to eleven this saturday because usually uh no one likes stand out in the sun for a really long period of time (laughs) but we also have uh entertainment we have a light breakfast being served coffee um donuts fruit that those kinds of things right Mm -hmm. um our Rain date is Saturday, June 17th. However, looking at the forecast, I think that uh, we're in good shape. Now, it is going to be a little warm in the afternoon, but uh, starting off early in the morning, it should be perfect weather. At least that's our hopes.
0: And you do want folks to register if possible, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Registration is one of those things that takes up the most time when you show up the day of. You can pre-register by going to our website or our social media Facebook page. Uh, you can get the link there now that's not a problem if you don't pre-register you can just come out and we have the paper forms everything you need just kind of saves a little time that way and it is free although one of the
0: other uh things to note is that you do need a parent or guardian with the kids Uh,
4: that's correct because we we have to have a a parental release form signed. Mm -hmm. so whether or not that's a guardian or a parent it doesn't really matter uh, we'll also have a few other odds and ends there, like a uh, static emergency vehicle display. Because can come check out the fire trucks, very police cars. Cool. Everyone likes that. Uh, the cool. Boy Scouts, I believe, are bringing out some activities to to kind of help out, as well as American Power Sports up on 99. They're bringing out a few items that kind of go along with the theme of uh, helmets and safety. Yeah,
0: very cool. Uh, and, again, this is all happening at the uh, Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. So they're the uh, the parking lot right in the uh, heart of downtown this coming Saturday uh, from 9 to 11. And this is geared for what ages?
4: So it's geared at, and geared, right? Bicycle gears. Uh Uh, Yeah, yeah, my dad jokes. Kids love them. (laughs) Uh, Ages 4 to 12 is kind of what we're looking at. And we do have three different age groups within that that we're giving out awards for based on how well they do on the obstacle courses. But 4 to 12 is what we're looking at. However, uh, anyone that comes out, you're more than welcome to participate. We don't exclude anyone um so yeah it should be a good time and uh, we're, to we're looking to have everyone come out
0: yeah going to be a terrific time making sure that the kids are staying safe as they're uh, out on their summer adventures uh because what a great time um you know great time to be a kid but you definitely want to make sure that uh, everybody is safe we have got a link up on our webpage for uh, more information again brian white with the uh, Findlay police department uh, with us this morning brian thanks very much for dropping by we appreciate it
4: thanks again chris But well, tell you what, uh,
0: to give you an idea of just how busy things are in the month of June, the Marathon Center for the Performing Arts, we've got Heather Clow on the phone with us. She's so busy, she couldn't even come into the studio. We had to uh, get her on the line uh, to talk about, we were just, uh, as a matter of fact, we were just uh, joking before we went on. Uh, I I thought there were only going to be a couple of things to uh, talk about uh, here coming up in the month of June at first, and then I look at the list, and holy mackerel, it's uh, incredibly busy in the month of June.
3: It is incredibly busy, and actually, the season announcement is my most stressful day of the year, so (laughs) it's barreling right at me.
0: (laughs) Uh, So let's, uh, just for simplicity's sake, we'll kind of go in chronological order and talk about uh, all of the things that are happening. First of all, opening today, you have a, a new display at the Fisher Wall Art Gallery.
3: Yeah, we have um, the Clayton Ponds Quarry series. So he is an internationally known, celebrated artist um, who is connected to National Lyman Stone. He's cousins um, with the Palmers. Okay. And during the uh, pandemic, part of his um, while he was home, he created this whole series of incredibly vibrant pictures um dedicated to the workers of the, the quarries the national Lyman stone hmm. um and it's perfect because it's the 120th anniversary of that company as well
0: very cool um,
3: so it's it's you have to come in to see it they're so bright and amazing um yeah they just really it's are very striking
0: and that will be uh, on display all month long right Yes, Yep. all month long those will be here. And uh, you can drop by any time that the uh, Marathon Center is open uh, to check that out. Boogie on the Block is tomorrow. It's tomorrow. And that, as we mentioned, is kind of the uh, kickoff to the summer outdoor events season. So give us the details on this.
3: Yeah, so the event starts at 6 o'clock. We open up our gates at 6 o'clock. We have two bands. We have Exploit Deluxe starting at 6.30. They'll play till 8.00. And then Finley Favorites Nashville Crush will start about 8.30 and they'll play till 10. Um, It's just $5 for adults at the gate, $3 for kids. Um, you know, just come hang out with your friends. It's going to be a beautiful evening. It looks yeah. like here's some great music and it's all a big benefit for MCPA and our educational program.
0: Yeah, so that's a great way to support. We've talked about this before. It's uh, the part of what you do that maybe doesn't get as much attention uh, uh, oftentimes, but is so critical to the next generation uh, in the community.
3: It is. We have like a whole host of educational programs. I mean, probably the most uh, visible is the youth theater, the two big musicals we do Mm -hmm. with children every year. Uh, But we have workshops and summer camps and adult programming. Um, And then we do all the free stuff in the park, too, as well over the summer. Yeah. Um, And that's all part of our outreach. So all those things are funded by things like Boogie and our big shows.
0: Boogie on the Block is uh, tomorrow and again uh, begins, what, at uh, 6 o'clock? Is that right? 6 o'clock, yes. And for
3: the first time this year, you can use credit cards. We're not just thinking cash,
0: so that'll right. be handy. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, check that out tomorrow. Again, as you mentioned, it is going to be uh, gorgeous weather. Uh, the next food truck event is coming up next week as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we do that the first Wednesday of every month. Uh, and so that's next Wednesday, the seventh. Okay, and we just get a you know handful of food trucks out there. I'm not sure who's going to be here this week this time. <laughs> um, they're from like eleven to one thirty. Just come and enjoy some great food. You can come in the lobby and sit if you're you're hot, or you can take it with you. Or Very we put cool. picnic tables out.
0: It's going to be a great time as always. Now a couple of shows that are coming up uh, in the month of uh, June. Uh, the first is next Saturday, the tenth a uh, show called Late Night Catechism.
3: Actually, there's some breaking news. That show was going to be postponed. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> all right. So not yeah, happening. so that's a rental
3: show. So basically a promoter can come in and rent the theater, mm-hmm. um, and they decided they needed to postpone that show, okay. unfortunately. But right, we'll so be sending information about that soon. All right. But the so one on the 15th is definitely happening.
0: <laughs> the Yeah, that is uh, another uh, Live at Arms series uh, show with the Sons of Town Hall.
3: Yes, yes. So that's... um. Actually, that one is sponsored this time by the Community Foundation for Hancock County residents. If you put in the code for all," you can get two free tickets, and there are only a handful left. Now, um, so if you've been wanting to check out Live at Arms, I highly recommend doing that.
0: The Sons of Town Hall, uh, what can you tell us about uh, this? Uh, it's a duo, right?
3: It is a duo. So I was just at a conference in February called Folk Alliance. And artists are everywhere, performers are everywhere, and there are these two guys wandering around in top hats and sort of shabby-looking coats. And every time I saw them, I have to admit, I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, oh, these guys are <laughs> full of themselves. <laughs> but then I just am like, I'm going to go see the, the showcase, and hear them play, because they could be really good or they could be really bad. Either way, it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with them. They are fantastic. Um, great folk singers, amazing harmonies, and they... They're almost a little theatrical because they take on these um, personas of being Victorian travelers. They are a
0: lot, a lot of
3: fun. I'm really looking forward to it. All
0: right. So that should be a a terrific show. That is uh, June 15th. uh, June 15th. uh, Yeah. yeah, So that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, We mentioned the uh, summertime outdoor event season. Lunchtime Live and the Riverside uh, Summer Concert Series uh, get underway this month.
3: They do. They kick off uh, the 20th and the 21st. Lunchtime Live is 11.30 to 1 on Tuesdays. And then the Riverside series is evening Wednesday evenings. Um, And they run, we have, I think, six of each. Um, And the Lunchtime Live features the local singer-songwriter types, Mm -hmm. um, local artists that you know. And then, of course, the Riverside series, which you so graciously host with us. Um, is bigger bands like the civic bands and the, the regional bands.
0: And, the, uh, you know,
3: the, the community bands.
0: Yeah. Uh, so those are both out. The Lunchtime Live is at the Waterfall Pavilion uh, and the uh, concert series, of course, at the uh, Allen P. Dudley Memorial Band Shell at Dick Doherty Plaza at Riverside Parks. Yes. So, that's a very, uh, very official name. but make, yes. <laughs> <laughs> make sure that you circle those on the calendar because they begin the 20th and the 21st. Uh, another uh, show uh, that is coming up June twenty. 20- Twenty uh, third. It's a new date for the Garth Brooks Tribute.
3: Yeah, so that was another rental show, um, but it's a Garth Brooks Tribute selling really well. People love Garth Brooks. <laughs> and, um, so definitely want to get your tickets soon to that one. Yeah, Come that one some, is uh, still available. Places with us. <laughs> and
0: uh, that brings us to the one other event, and as you mentioned, it is the big one, uh, and that is the 2023-24 uh, annual meeting and season announcement, and that is here in just a couple of weeks on June thirteenth. Yes,
3: June thirteenth. So we start at five fifteen. Um, we have the bar open and some hors d'oeuvres out and some uh, local live entertainment. But the actual fun starts at six fifteen in Arms Hall. Um, and the annual meeting is—you know—we honor some outgoing board members and, and things like that. But the The star of the show is the season announcement. Um, I hear there will be confetti this year, so I want to be prepared for that. (laughs)
0: Okay. All right. Very good. Now, of course, this is uh, very much kept under wraps until the uh, evening of the 13th, but is there any tease, any preview that you can give us uh, in terms of the uh, season announcement?
3: Yeah. um, I can say there will be two Broadway shows, which I think people will be very pleased with. Okay, Um, uh, Another big headliner. All right. Um, and a holiday show. There's definitely going to be a great holiday show.
0: Okay. And
3: one more that I don't even know yet. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so Which is why I mentioned that stress earlier. <laughs> li- literally uh, going right to the wire in putting the yeah. uh, season uh, together. And by the way, uh, we talk about the uh, main stage shows, but you also uh, announced the uh, Live at Arms series and everything else uh, that evening, right?
3: Well, the Live at Arms series has already been announced for the year, so you can go on to mcpa.org to see that, but we have two family shows that will be announced.
0: Okay, all right, Um, because I know it's more than just the main stage shows, uh, which, again, is something that we should uh, underscore that, uh, again, these are the things that get all of the attention, grab the headlines, but a lot of things going on, whether it's the family shows, the Live at Arms, uh, a lot of things uh, always going on. Yeah, we try to keep busy. <laughs> uh, we've got a link up on our Web page for uh, all of the information on things happening in the month of June. It is a very, very busy month at the Marathon Center for the Performing Arts and you know around the community, uh, obviously, with the uh, stuff going on at Riverside Park and everything. By the way, uh, for the season announcement, uh, before I forget, do folks need uh, reservations or to get tickets or anything for that?
3: No, you don't have to. You can RSVP on Facebook, so we have an idea of how many hors d'oeuvres to buy. But um, no, you can just come, and if you are a donor, you will be able to buy tickets that evening as well. Okay, Um, very good. If if you're not a donor or you don't care to make a donation, tickets go on sale June 27th. Okay,
0: Uh, but if you would like to donate, uh, you can do that and become a uh, donor and get those uh, early access Uh, Early access to those tickets uh, at the website as well. Again, goodmornings.net for more of that. And again, uh, Heather Clove, Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. Thanks very much for the update. We appreciate it.
5: Thank you. You're listening to Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN, WFIN WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. We interrupt this
4: program to bring you a broken news alert.
0: Now, typically... Uh, International espionage would not necessarily be a topic that you would think would be ripe for uh, the broken news. It wouldn't normally fall under this particular category. But sometimes, uh, even that... I mean, this uh, is a story that seems like it came right out of an episode of Get Smart or something. Uh, This is a story in USA Today. A vehicle full of Chinese citizens... Suspected of being spies, blew past a security checkpoint at a U.S. military installation in Fairbanks, Alaska. <laughs> uh, they were the MPs. Eventually, caught up with them, detained the group, discovered a drone in their vehicle. The occupants, <laughs> the vehicle had a had a perfect made up excuse, or you know, they uh, claimed that they were innocent tourists who had simply gotten lost. <laughs> Sure, outside of a military installation in Fairbanks, Alaska. <laughs> uh just we just got lost. We're just tourists. We got lost. Uh apparently they there have been uh, several similar attempts by Chinese spies to gain access to some of the uh, many sensitive US military facilities in Alaska. <laughs> We're just tourists. We just got lost. Sure you did. <clears throat> Just because they're spies doesn't mean that they're uh, really all that much smarter than anybody else. Um, This is, uh, let's see here. Oh, speaking of tourists, uh, this in Hawaii. Uh, From Alaska, we go to Hawaii, some of the outlying uh, areas of the country. Apparently, a tourist drove her car into the water at the Honokau small boat harbor on the big island of Hawaii. Uh, exactly a month after an identical incident at the same harbor in Hawaii. This is twice, uh, two times just a, a month apart. Two fishermen were uh, nearby to assist the motorist and film the vehicle sinking. Um, Drew Solomonson uh, and his son Mason captured the moment on video and shared it on instagram uh in the video the car slowly sinks into the harbor as the high beams light up the water (laughs) twice what is it about tourists in hawaii do you not see the big body of water (laughs) it's an island if you keep going for too long you're going to drive off the side People really need to uh, to learn that. Uh, let's see here. Elsewhere in the uh, broken news. <laughs> this is our uh, dumb criminal of the day. Uh, no, not the Chinese spies that claim they were tourists who got lost. This is even better. And it uh, there's a blast from the past component to this. A man in South Carolina, uh, 25-year-old David Joseph D'Alessandro, has been... Taken into custody after taking retro gaming to a whole new level, he allegedly robbed a store with with the gun-shaped controller from the iconic 1980s Nintendo game Duck Hunt. (laughs) I remember Duck Hunt, right? You had the the little gun controller that you shot the ducks on the screen? (laughs) Well, that's what he tried to use to, to... to hold up uh, the uh, Quick Stop convenience store uh, there in, uh, in York County, South Carolina. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mr. D'Alessandro, with an apparent affinity for unconventional accessories to pull off his robbery, found himself in hot water after the incident at the uh, Quick Stop, sporting a mask, a wig, a hoodie, and wielding a spray-painted Nintendo game pistol, He marched into the store uh, like a misguided video game villain. According to the uh, local sheriff's office, Mr. DeLisandro flaunted the fake gun to the clerk, demanded the contents of the cash register, and uh, actually managed to make off with $300 before making his escape. Authorities swiftly located Mr. DeLisandro in a Dollar General parking lot down the street, still in possession of his weapon. The duck hunt pistol. He was arrested and booked into the York County Detention Center. So he's now safely behind bars. <laughs> um, some real life gunplay in the state of Texas in San Antonio. Police say a man is in the hospital uh, after he was shot while meeting up with a woman he met online. Uh, The man was with the woman in the parking lot of a uh, local establishment on Wednesday morning when he was ambushed by three suspects and shot twice following the shooting. Suspects reportedly stole the victim's vehicle. That seems like, I just, I saw that story, and it seems to me like a uh, a very elaborate way to go just to steal a vehicle, doesn't it? I mean, up have to... Uh, create a uh, fake profile, arrange for the meeting, this uh, meetup between uh, two individuals. Then you carjack it. It just seems like the long way to go just to carjack someone. Anyway, very elaborate. Uh, let's see. Uh, a couple of other items in the broken news here this morning. In a surprising twist, hundreds of thousands of license plates in the state of Maryland have unwittingly become high-stakes gamblers. According to local news reports, the Maryland Motor Vehicle Administration recently discovered that the website address printed on the state's War of 1812 commemorative license plates now actually leads to a gambling site nestled in the Philippines. The uh, license plates, designed by the War of 1812 Bicentennial Commission, were once a patriotic symbol bearing the website starspangled200.org. It was supposed to be a uh, you know, commemoration of the 200th anniversary of the uh, War of 1812. Uh, originally, the address uh, belonged to the nonprofit associated with the commission dedicated to funding bicentennial projects and events. But like with many websites... Uh, they occasionally change hands. And now that same website uh, address leads unsuspecting visitors to a virtual gambling uh, website <laughs> and estimated 798,000 active Maryland license plates proudly display this website address <laughs> sends people to the gambling website. Uh, motor vehicle officials are scratching their heads and uh, they say they have nothing to do with this unexpected detour into online gambling. Uh, their, uh, IT department is hard at work exploring options to bring these wayward license plates back to their patriotic roots. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know. Where do I get me one of those license plates? I don't know. That's gonna... At least it's just an online gambling website. I mean, that's... Uh, That's bad enough, but it could be far, far worse if you think about it. Think of all the things that that website could be. And finally, in the broken news this morning, uh, three teenagers have been arrested and charged after taking a beloved mother swan from a New York village pond and barbecuing her on Memorial Day weekend. (laughs) Uh, The bird... Nicknamed Faye and her four babies were last seen at the um, Monlius Swan Pond on Saturday um, with local police revealing that uh, Faye's grim fate uh, was discovered on uh, Tuesday. Iman Hussan, age 18 of Syracuse, was arrested in connection with Faye's kidnapping and demise according to the uh, local police sergeant, while a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old were also detained in the case. Uh, The uh, police sergeant, Ken Hatter, uh, told local news reporters that one of the teen's families had eaten the swan, (laughs) barbecued the swan. Fortunately, they found her four babies, the cygnets, the swan cygnets, what baby swans are called, uh, they were found in good health and they are being cared for at an animal sanctuary. But uh, Mr. Hussan and the other teens have been charged with felony counts of grand larceny and mischief, as well as misdemeanor counts of conspiracy and criminal trespass. They barbecued and ate the swan, the community swan. That's terrible. <laughs> There you go. That is uh, today's broken news report, an update on the odd and unusual side of the news. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming.
5: When you're behind the wheel, it's okay to rock out to your music. But it's not okay to interact with your phone screen and electronic devices while driving. In most cases, anything more than a single touch or swipe is against the law. That means no texting, no typing, no scrolling, no shopping, no browsing. If an officer sees a violation, they can pull you over. So remember, Ohio, phones down. It's the law.
0: Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news, and the statistics that shape our lives. And an interesting statistic here. According to a new survey, over three quarters of adult Americans still sleep with a stuffed animal or a security blanket. (laughs) Moreover, uh, three out of four, and moreover, they will do this even when their partner is in bed with them. This is a survey of 2000 adults who are all cohabitating with a significant other husband or wife, uh, live in boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. So they're cohabitating, sharing, uh, sharing a bed. um, And yet three out of four, more than three out of four still sleep with a stuffed animal (laughs) or a security blanket. Um, This is kind of interesting. Uh, 64% of those in the survey say they always take a shower before bedtime. Now, always take a shower before bedtime. It's hmm, kind of interesting. Uh, 58% of people, because I normally take a shower in the morning, not before I, I go to bed. Am I weird uh, for that? I mean, unless I've been outside, uh, you know, exercising and doing work or whatever, I'm sweaty, I'm grimy or whatever, then I will, I will shower before bed. But normally, um, you know, absent, some sort of vigorous activity. You know, I just turn in for the night. But uh apparently I'm in the minority here. 58% of people overall said that they would be upset if their bedside companion didn't shower before getting under the sheets. Now maybe I should ask my wife about that. How she feels about that. I never had that conversation. <laughs> kind of interesting. Um also from the survey, 35% of uh people uh, say that their top sleep disruptors are when their partner rips the covers from them in the middle of the night <laughs> um, or when their partner moves around so much, tosses and turns so much that they that they are are awakened from their sleep uh so does that ever happen to you uh, again, you are certainly far from alone. Uh, according to this survey. First of June, and that means with another month in the books, it is time to check in with the trends experts at Google for a look back at the people, places, and things that most captured our attention over the course of the previous month. Talking about the month of May here with Google Trends expert Marley Mc, uh, uh joining us uh, this morning, and uh, Marley it was a, a crazy month of stuff that uh, I don't. I mean, like for example, uh, the the one of the first things uh, on your list in terms of uh, pop culture, one of the things uh, that uh, was at the top of your list for the things people were. Searching was the Met Gala, which... Happened so long ago now that I almost forgot about it.
2: Yes, it's funny. With, with the month of May was really jam packed. There's so many searches in each of the categories that feel like wow, this is feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Met Gala was one of those. It, it's always a really great annual event that people are excited about seeing some of their favorite celebrities donning some cool, different, interesting looks. So it was great to see a lot of the search interest when it came to you know what people were wearing and whatnot. Right. Uh, I,
0: I thought it was interesting that the the top trending question with respect to that was just, what is the Met Gala?
2: Yes. So we actually saw a lot of that this month when it came to different topics. So people are wondering, what is the Met Gala? And for those who don't know, it's an annual event that's meant to raise money for the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Museum or Costume Institute, which is in New York City. And lots of different celebrities come out and don very interesting. I are. Uh, costumes and outfits um, for different themes each year.
0: Well, and if anyone wondered why is it that the celebrities show up in these outrageous outfits, uh, all you have to do is look at who people were searching for, and it was the people in the most outrageous outfits. So, I mean, that's why they do it, to get that kind of attention.
2: Yes, absolutely. And this year, I think it was a pretty interesting theme. Some people said that they thought it was a bit more accessible than usual, um, but I thought there was some pretty interesting takes. Like I definitely do think that like, you know, the Carl Lagerfeld black, white and pearls is kind of easy to imagine or relate to. But I thought, you know, the, in- the creative takes in um, trying to represent his cat or dress up like his cat, I yeah. think was really funny. So we saw a lot of search interest around Doja Cat, who dressed as his cat, and then also Jared Leto, who was actually like a fluffy freak. In a fluffy furry cat costume cat, yeah.
0: for the event. Uh, now, on the culture category, um, ag- again, this I think was kind of interesting. Obviously, we had Cinco de Mayo at the beginning of the month, and yeah. um, Asian American Pacific Islander AAPI Heritage Month, uh, both in the month of. I- Here is a perfect example of the the power of the internet. I think because you know before we all had access to the internet, a lot of people thought. Cinco de Mayo was the Mexican Independence Day, which it's not. And I would guess that there were probably more than a few people who didn't even know that Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders had a month dedicated to their history.
2: Yeah, it is great. A lot of people were learning more about cultures in the Americas and also outside, which was great to see. So when it came to Cinco de Mayo, I think I would say for myself, I even didn't realize that it wasn't yeah. to celebrate, you know, Mexican independence. And something that I also found was interesting is it's actually most popularly celebrated in the United in States, the United States, which yeah. is pretty cool.
0: The the other uh, thing under the culture category was the coronation of uh, King. Charles. And I thought one of the, and obviously you've got the uh, normal questions. When is it? What is it? How do we watch it? And, And so on. But actually it says Coronation Chicken was the top trending topic related to recipes.
2: Yes, it was a funny one. Every year, I I, or every month, even I feel like food and recipes always throws us a curveball. So it was interesting (laughs) to see that. Like what people were talking about most, apparently, when it came to the coronation was that coronation chicken, and I'll have to look that up myself because I'm sure it must be pretty tasty. (laughs) Speaking, (laughs) Speaking
0: of food, of course, we just got through a Memorial Day weekend. What were the most searched? Memorial Day like related foods on your list.
2: Yes, yeah, so we saw a lot of like traditional barbecue foods when it came to like barbecue baked chicken or pasta salad, potato salad, barbecue baked beans. In Ohio, people were searching for pulled pork the most, oh, which pork. is one of my personal favorites. So yeah, it was great to see all the excitement around food this Memorial Day.
0: I thought it was interesting. The it says the top searched Memorial Day barbecue food of all time is barbecue chicken, but. But the only state where that was the top search this year was California. It seems like, I guess, the rest of the country has this figured out. California is still trying to get it right.
2: Well, it so. was funny. I think it might have <laughs> been just California and Hawaii, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, it was at, for some reason everyone else was, like, on a different way. We we the, thinking. We got this. Yeah. We got this. Exactly. And
0: then uh, we get into uh, science, which I thought was – Really weird that dreams seem to be the thing that everybody was searching for in the field of science. Why?
2: I don't know exactly why dreams were so popular over the past month, but there was an interesting search trends when it came to people trying to understand what does it mean to dream about blank? You know, people were trying to find the hidden meaning behind dreams or ways to different, different ways to interpret their dreams. So we saw a lot of people dreaming about, you know, what it means to dream about someone. What it means to dream hmm. about snakes, What it means to dream about your teeth falling out, and so on. So there's some really interesting um, search in tr- search inquiries that we're seeing related to dreams and people trying to, you know, interpret what that exactly means. I'm
0: trying to think if there was something that may have triggered that, and I it's just one of those random things, I guess. Uh, and then, yeah. and then in terms of uh, odds and ends. Tipping culture. And there have been a number of stories in the news about this pushback against tipping culture that we have gotten into since the pandemic.
2: Yes, it's been really interesting over the past month. We saw, should I tip searches at an all time high? People are really wondering, you know, different, you know, categories of when to tip when is an appropriate situation. We were seeing a lot of people saying that their landlords are asking for tips, which is an unusual one. Yeah, exactly. And then also self checkout tips. I think a lot of people are trying to figure out, you know, when is it appropriate to tip? How much should I be tipping? And, you know, for folks who maybe, you know, are traveling to the, United. United States over the spring and summer oh, sure. are just completely, you know, tipping is just completely foreign to them. So we yeah. got a lot of search inquiries around like, why do Americans tip too much so mm-hmm. much? Like, why do you have to tip in America? That and is, so
0: on. yeah, that is a good thing. Again, talking about those cultural differences, uh, never really thought about that, but yeah, that uh, self-checkout tipping thing, I, I know, again, was a big dust up in the past. A lot of people don't like self-checkout to begin with, and then to be asked right. to tip on top of that, not a big surprise that. Uh, Uh, That generated. So, again, this is one of the reasons why I love looking at this because these are the conversations that we have over the course of the past month, and it's interesting to see what everybody else is uh, talking about at the same time. Uh, You've got the monthly breakdown. Um, You can Sort this information any way you really want it, uh, all on the website, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. If you're looking to find out some trends in your own area, you can always go to google.com slash trends and see what's trending in your state or in your city.
0: We will link that up on our webpage, folks, and check that out. It really is fascinating stuff. Uh, Google Trends expert Marley McAlily with us this morning with the people, places, and things that most captured our attention in the month of May. Marley, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. And that will finish up our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. And remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each and every day on the show at our webpage. Check us out online at goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow on the program, the federal government now a step closer to avoiding a potentially catastrophic debt default. There's still plenty of grumbling about the debt limit compromise. Representative Bob Latta, who voted for the bill, joins us to share his thoughts on the deal. Until tomorrow morning, that is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. Catch you back here tomorrow.